What is up, coaches? This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Team Attack Academy. Team Attack Academy is an online football development site for football players and coaches of all levels. It's the most powerful teaching tool introduced into the game today to raise the level of playing and coaching football. After using Team Attack Academy, your athletes and coaches will outplay, outwork, and outsmart their opponents, guaranteed. Go check them out at teamattackacademy.com. Our guest today is Coach Tony Schiffman. Coach Schiffman is the current head football coach at Fort Madison High School in Iowa. He's a former offensive line coach and, of course, the co-creator of Hog Football Chat, which runs every Monday night at 8 on Twitter. Coach Schiffman talked to me and Walls about Hog Football Chat on Twitter, as well as the second year of their Hog Football Chat clinic at Rhodes College in Memphis. He talked about his team's bread-and-butter play inside zone, about what it's like going from an offensive line coach to a head coach, and what he looks for when hiring assistant coaches. This was an extremely informative podcast for me and Walls, and we had a blast talking with Coach Schiffman. Coaches, without further ado, Coach Schiffman. Coach Schiffman, it's great to have you on here. Um, you're a head coach at Fort Madison uh, in Iowa. Yeah. And then obviously, yeah. um, as, as any offensive line coach that knows anything, uh, they know you uh, Twitter famous from the hog football chat. Um, yeah. How, how'd yeah. you get that going, Coach? Uh, it's kind of funny. You know, we, we, I tell this story all the time. We, uh, a couple of years ago, I can't even remember when it was, truthfully, um, I was at home in Springfield, Illinois, watching a, one of the bowl games and, and was just getting on Twitter and, and saw a couple people kind of, I guess, live tweeting during the game and, and started to kind of play along with that. And, and then I saw the, uh, the Texas high school football chat hashtag. And so uh, jumped in on that when I could and uh, did that for a couple months. And then Ding, uh, Jack Dingus um, sent me a message kind of out of the blue uh, talking about trying to do one for the offensive line and and um and then it just kind of snowballed from there and and has kind of grown to to what it was you know it's 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 kind of funny how it how it took off and 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 kind of how you said quote unquote twitter famous i kind of joke with my assistant coaches about that sometimes but it's um it's been such a great great tool for, for networking, for, for talking to other offensive line coaches, for getting drills and, and, um, and, and making, making friends. Uh, and it's just been such a, a fantastic piece of, of social media, I guess, and, and kind of carving our own little, little, little spot. So um, it, it's definitely I've been great. It. Yeah. And, and, you know, we, it's, we kind of, again, we kind of, Dingus and I kind of joke, we, we refer to, to Coach Fisher as the godfather because, you know, if he didn't, if he didn't start this, the, the Texas high school football chat, you know, we, uh, I don't know what, I, my Monday nights would, would sure as heck be a lot boring than they are. <laughs> That's exactly right. I, I know any, any offensive line coaches waiting, uh, just, just can't wait till Monday night comes around and gets to talk some football. Did, uh, did yeah. you and Coach Dingus know each other? Had, did you met in person before? Uh, hook no. up on Twitter? No, we haven't. Um, the first time we actually met in person was last year in Memphis at our uh, our uh, Hog Football Chat Clinic. Um, so we we talked on we we talked on the phone a few times and and obviously through Twitter and and, and social media and stuff. But yeah, that was last year was the first time we met each other. Um, so that was pretty pretty cool experience. I just feel like already. I mean, you know, I've obviously never met you before, but I mean, it feels like you you meet some of these guys online and you have some of these conversations. It's almost like you know these guys be become friends before they're ever friends. You know, I feel like these oh, would be guys yeah, that if if they needed anything from me, I mean, literally, I, I would help them out. If they need to stay at my house, if they came up to Iowa to go to a clinic, I mean, it's it's a cool fraternity that you guys have created. And really appreciate that, man. I I just love it. Yeah, it, it it really is. You know, I mean, it's kind of funny you say that. I mean, I could I could message any of those guys and, and ask them questions or ask them for anything, and and like you said, they'd kind of, you know, they kind of drop everything to help out, and and you know that that's that's offensive line coaches though. That's how we work. That's how we roll. We're uh we're the uh, 
our players are big and ugly, but but we got big hearts and we're big teddy bears on the on the inside. So yeah, that's exactly right. Uh, I, I kind of have always thought that I was kind of into technology and kind of understood how it was going. I was a younger coach, but um, I was kind of embarrassed to say I didn't even know what a, a, a hashtag did. I knew I knew about <laughs> Twitter. I knew I had used hashtags. Right. I thought they were just cool little quotes, but until uh, the hog football chat, which I still I still forget at least once one tweet every Monday, but I didn't, I didn't oh, realize yeah. what the hashtag was for until hog football chat. Yeah. It's, it's, um, it's, I still don't know how to use Twitter as well as I should, you know, there's, I guess there's some, something called a tweet deck. I got no clue how to do that. <laughs> Dingus was telling me about it and, and coach Fisher uses it for, for the Texas one, but I got no clue. I, I like it the old fashioned way. I just sit there on my phone and, and type it out with my thumb. Uh, coach, how do you guys come up with like all of the, the questions each week? Cause I mean, obviously, you know, you're doing this 48, 50 times a, a year, right. you know, how, how do you guys right. kind of come up with the new and, and improved stuff? I mean, is every week, it seems like it's something different. You know, you guys aren't really regurgitating stuff. It's awesome. No, we, I mean, we, we try to be different. Um, obviously we've had a few topics we've gone over again. Um, you know, we try to avoid similar questions, but, um, Truthfully, it, it's a lot of the time Dingus and I will message each other. You know, we've got, we've got a few that we'll plan out. You know, we like to have some guest hosts, guest hosts every now and again, and we've got some fun things that we plan out. But truthfully, a lot of the time we'll, message, we'll, we'll send each other a text at about, I hate to say it, at about 3 or 4 o'clock on a Monday and just kind of say, hey, what, what do you want the topic to be or, or, or uh, what are you thinking? And then we'll kind of just bang out the questions that way. You know, we always – I always try to kind of close the, the tweet the, or the chat with um, if anyone have, has questions or anything to send them. So we've gotten some good, com- some good conversations from, from those. A lot of coaches have definitely sent some really good um, questions and ideas. So we've gotten some good ideas from that. But, I mean, shoot, a lot of the time we're just kind of flying by the seat of our pants and coming up with ideas on, uh, on the fly. So, um, but it, 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 is, it has worked out. You know, there's so many different – aspects of the of the game especially on the offensive line where you can you can recycle some ideas and, and still have them be different than what they were the last time you used them so that's always a nice thing to do right um no i i completely agree and, and like wall said i think it's it's unreal especially we're starting to do this podcast and, and write a few blogs and stuff it it almost makes you uh nervous every week to come up with something new so i, I can't imagine right. Uh, what you guys have been doing for the last couple of years, you know, uh, every week coming up with something, it would it seem it'd be a little bit, uh, a little bit of anxiety going around. Uh, it would with me anyway. Well, it, it wasn't until you brought that up, so thanks a lot for that. I'm <laughs> oh, sorry about that, uh, Co- no, it's, Coach. It's, 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 go ahead. I, I know that we've. No, no. I, I was just gonna say. I know we've we've uh, we've we've reused a few questions here and there, but. Um, it's still, you know, again, like I said, you can still recycle those. And, and I think the, the game changed so much, even in the last just two or three years, that you can get different answers and different ideas and, and different responses for, um, for almost anything we do. So it's, uh, it, it, it's you know, and, and hopefully we can keep doing it for, for a lot longer and, and uh, keep building the, the, the chat up. But um, it's, uh, it's just been, it's been such a, a great experience so far. I, I, I can't think of uh, doing anything else. I don't. I don't see it going anywhere. Uh, I got to ask you if if there was only one GIF left on the planet, what would be the go-to <laughs> GIF if you're going to introduce oh, yourself? Oh boy, that that's probably uh, by far the that's harder than any interview question I've ever gotten <laughs> in my life. That's uh, what I'm here for. I ask all the tough questions. Oh man, yeah. I don't know. You know what? The one that the one that I really liked that happened just this year was that. Uh, that Ole Miss defensive lineman waving at the camera. I think that one, <laughs> that is freaking fantastic. And that is, that, that, that one could probably be the, the intro one, the end all intro one for sure. It's a good choice. Um, yeah. I think, uh, you know, for me, the coolest part about getting on, uh, you know, hog football chat is, is getting on there and you'll ask a question and you'll have a guy from California that runs wing T answer it. And then you'll have a guy from New York that's running uh, air raid spread offense, answer the exact same yeah. question in a, in a completely different way. And, 
and it's really uh, unbelievable to me, and it's, it's even cooler how you and Coach Dingus met over, uh, over Twitter in the first place, but uh, now you guys being able to uh, see guys from, like I said, wing T to air raid, answer yeah. questions and get all that information in the same spot. It's just, it's pretty unreal. Yeah. And, and truthfully, like if I could, if I could actually go through there and, and not have to host it and, and kind of read through some of the conversations, like, like, you know, like you said, maybe like a wing T coach and a, a spread guy would have, you know, they, they, that that's what's really cool to me is when they open up that kind of conversation and, and have those 10 to 12 sweet conversations with each other, you know, uh, about that topic. And, and that's what's kind of neat to me where you can go see those little, those little side conversations go on. And, and, uh, and again, like you said, guys from uh, halfway across the, or, uh, the country talking to each other about, about offensive line. That's, that's what's really cool to me about it. And and not only that, you guys have kind of, branched out now you guys are doing a clinic right can, can you tell me a little bit more about that the hog football yeah. chat clinic yeah so this will be this will be our second uh our second clinic we did one last spring um it, it kind of started as a joke truthfully a couple guys you know every every week every couple guys will be on there and say we need to meet up we need to meet up so finally um we had talked about it two springs ago, but just couldn't, it, it, it's hard to put on a clinic. I mean, it's, it's not, it, you know, you can't just snap your fingers and put on a clinic. So oh, yeah. we had kind of thought about it. And then this past winter, um, Peter Jennings, who is the uh, offensive coordinator at Rhodes College in Memphis, um, who mm -hmm. actually, he played football at Fort Madison. So that's kind of how we know each other. Um, he reached out to me and said, hey, we would love to have this. We would love to host it. Uh, let's, let's put this together. And, and so we, um, we started that, uh, you know, right after the first of the year last year and, and, and had that in, in March. And, um, you know, we'll have our second one uh, March 10th um, at Rhodes College uh, will be the, the second annual Hog Football Chat Clinic. So uh, we're really excited about it. We had, we had you know, we had a, a pretty good turnout last year for our first clinic. Um, it, it, was, it was such a fun experience. And, again, you know, getting to meet Dingus and getting to meet uh, all those guys, all the speakers we had. Um, it was such a fantastic event and we're really looking forward to it, uh, this year again. And, uh, I, if you've never been to Memphis, Tennessee to Rhodes college, it is, uh, it is a beautiful campus. It, it reminds me of, um, I'm going to show you guys my inner nerd right here. It, it reminds <laughs> me of like Hogwarts and Harry Potter. Um, it, it's all old stone buildings and, and the inside are all, you know, stained dark wood. And it, it's just, uh, it's a beautiful campus and, and we had a beautiful, uh, beautiful room to do it in. So we're, we're really looking forward to, to the next year uh, or to this year, actually to, to March 10th. So um, we'll, uh, we'll start getting that a little bit more information on about that. Once the ASCA clinic's over, we'll have, uh, you know, we'll get registration set up and, and get our, uh, our speakers lined up. So uh, pretty exciting uh, for us, and we're uh, really looking forward to it. That's sweet. I I, I see that stuff yeah. maybe maybe even growing a little bit more. It'd be just almost like like the movie Fight Club. You'll just start to see yeah. hog football <laughs> chat clinics just kind of popping up all over the the U.S. I think it's awesome. That's what that's uh that's what Dingus is the big idea, man. He's got the big ideas. I just kind of go with the flow. So that's kind of what he's he's been thinking of. If we can get this going and rolling for for a couple of years, maybe doing some some uh uh local ones for, for, um, for different guys. So that's kind of the, the plan. Um, but you know, we gotta, we gotta crawl before we can walk. Well, I, I think we all, all obviously love uh, hog football chat, but, but we'd also like to uh, talk, talk about you a little bit, coach. Um, sure. You, you started out um, a few years ago, obviously you were an assistant, like you said, assistant coach, yeah. coaching offensive line. And, and now um, last year you, you made, leap into uh becoming a head coach just uh why don't yeah. you tell us a little bit about you know how is that journey and how is this past year of being the head coach and uh how how did that all transpire and how has that been for you sure um yeah like you said you know I've, I've always been an offensive line coach always always really been involved in the offense uh since ever since I started I got my start I got my start actually pretty late uh in uh, 2007 I was 26 years old um always coached offense, always been a part of that and, and, you know, called offense for a few places and, and just, it, it, I got to be the point where I, I enjoyed my job doing what I do. I still love coaching offensive line. Um, 
but it got to be the point where I, I kind of wanted to seek out the next challenge, kind of wanted to seek out the next, the next step, so to speak. So um, I had, I'd actually applied for this job at Fort Madison two years ago when it opened up and uh, there wasn't a teaching position available. So we didn't go through that process, but when it opened up again, uh, Peter Jennings, again, who, who we work with the chat with or with the clinic with uh, got in touch with me and said, Hey, this is open. There's going to be a teaching spot. Check this out. And, and so, you know, we went through that process and, it uh it it's been it's been such a a good experience and such a great experience for 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 me learning as a coach you know because it doesn't matter how many years you're an assistant coach the the and how how many state titles you win and how great you are you know it's always a different animal when you become a head coach there's always so many more different things to do uh and 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 you know I've gotten I've been lucky enough to work for a lot of really really good football coaches who've taught me a lot about every different aspect of of football you know um, Mike Taylor, who I worked for at Springfield High School, talked talked to me about you know really really helped me learning about how to make the football seem like a family. Um, and then I worked for for R.J. Luke at Springfield High School again, who who really taught me just how to make how to make the game you know important and fun and and, and really you know kind of kind of just started make it making it more like a, a program instead of a, a you know more than a program instead of just that. And then. You know, I, I moved to North Carolina and got to work for Eric McDaniels at Roanoke Rapids, who, who, uh, just, he was, he was old school to the core. I tell you what. Um, so, you know, learned a lot about kind of just the old ways from him and then, uh, worked for Ron Lambert at Rossview High School in Tennessee. And, and, you know, he was, he'd been a college coach for most of his career. So I really learned about organization and, uh, and, and sort of the little behind the scenes things that, that have to be done from him. So, you know, I've definitely taken a lot from from all those guys I've worked with and sort of built my own brand, I guess, and, and built my own manual and program. So um, it, it's it's been a heck of experience. I've got great assistant coaches here that help out with a ton. Uh, and so, you know, I'm just I'm really looking forward to next season and the next challenge that 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 presents itself and um, and hopefully having another great year and, and have a ton more fun. Well, well, coach, as, a, as an offensive line coach, and I haven't, I haven't um, obviously had many interviews. I'm a younger guy. Um, right. You kind of touched on interviewing for a head coach, and you said, uh, you know, you, they didn't have the, the teaching field available. But uh, in a way, I guess you could say you were um, not turned down, but, but they didn't hire you as the head coach the first time. What is, right. what is your self-talk or what is your inner, you know, self – say, you know, to, to go out there on a limb and two years later uh, interview again for, for a job, you know, what does that self-talk look like or, or how do you build yourself back up after maybe not getting a, a job? Right. I just, you know, just truthfully, as, as corny and cheesy as it sounds, you know, I just tell myself it wasn't the right time. Uh, yeah. You know, it, 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 it wasn't the right time two years ago. And, and that's why, you know, that's why it didn't happen. Um, and, you know, I think that's, you know, there's a lot of coaches are kind of afraid to take that leap. Um, and, 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 you know, I've, I've already done that. You know, I moved uh, from Springfield, Illinois to Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina uh, within about a two or three week span. So I've, I've taken that leap before and, and, uh, and, you know, had a great experience and learned a ton from it. So I think, I think that's, a, that's maybe what holds a lot of coaches down too, is they're, they're kind of, and you know, truthfully, look, I'm not married. I don't have any kids. I don't have a family. You know, I I can take those leaps sometimes. You know, um, so it, it it's easier for a guy like me who has no baggage, I guess. But uh, you know, that's kind of some coaches, especially younger coaches, they're 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 maybe a little bit more hesitant to take that to take that leap and and, and to make that 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 job. But um, you know, I just going back to your original question, I just I, I tell myself that it just wasn't it wasn't the right time for it to happen. So, um, you know, when it, when it happened this year, it was, it was the right time and, and, um, and everything worked out for the best. Uh, I love that answer coach. Cause I, I, I honestly, I grew up the same way. I was single for a long time and moved to, to a lot of different jobs. And, and it's so true. I mean, it's, just, it's like the first time you jump out of an airplane, you're a little bit nervous, but a, yeah. after you've done it a few times, like you said, you took the trip to North Carolina it just kind of gets easier and easier and you're just, you're just a lot more comfortable around people or talking to people. Um, 
one of the things, you know, I, I've kind of started to write about is a lot of like development of, of coaches, you know, uh, of your assistants and things like that. Um, one of the reasons I did it is because the guys I worked for said it was kind of difficult for them to build a fill their entire staff, you know, eighth through varsity with guys who they thought were, were good coaches or hardworking coaches. Do you, do you think it's, it's hard or difficult to find maybe the coaches that you really, really want at all those levels or, or how's your experience been with that? You know, I, I got lucky here at Fort Madison, truthfully. Uh, you know, there were, there were a lot of good coaches already in place, um, already on staff that just kind of needed a, a fresh start, I guess. So I got lucky having a great staff here and, and I was able to bring on um, two or three guys that, uh, three guys that really, you know, were, were local. One guy, one guy is a, a, an alum who played football here and I played football in college with, um, and he's, he's not a teacher. So he was able to come on, you know, I got lucky and, and our quarterback coach just graduated from college. Um, and, and only lived about 20 minutes away. So he was able to come on and help out. And, and, uh, and then we had our defensive line coach who I played college football with too, who only lived about, only lived about 10 minutes away. So I got lucky. We, this, this was, this was probably the, the closest, staff I've ever been a part of in my 11 years of coaching truthfully um we all got along with each other you know if we had issues um we would speak uh, speak them out and we would have open conversation about it uh you know behind closed doors obviously not in front of kids or anything so this was by far the the best staff I've worked with um and in my in 11 years of coaching uh so you know, we we got really lucky with, with that, um, but I I think you know you it just depends on your school. You know, there's there's some places where you know we've we've got a big staff for a small roster right now, um, and you know there's some places that have 115, 120 kids. They've only got five coaches, but they make it work. You know, they, you know we've we've only got 40, 45 kids, and we had nine coaches, um, and and awesome. it, you know it worked out fine. So um, it, it I think it's just it's the school, it's the environment, it's the, 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 the type of kids you got and, and all that, all that plays a part with, with, uh, with kind of your, your staff and filling it out. Um, and really truthfully, when you get down to it, it's luck <laughs> because you might hire a great guy who interviews great and he comes on and he, he's not what you expected to have. So, um, or, or vice versa, you might have a guy that, that maybe isn't, you know, didn't interview very well. It doesn't have the greatest resume. Who's, who's a, uh, a top-notch coach and, and works his ass off. So um, sometimes that's a crapshoot for sure. Coach, you talked about how well your your coaches uh, gelled this year. Like you said, you know, best in 11 years that, that you've been a part of. Do you think yeah. that's, that's luck of the draw, like you said, or, or do you think it's something that you guys have started to cultivate throughout your, your coaching office? Um, I think it's a little bit of both. I, I wouldn't – I would say it's probably more of, of, of us cultivating it than, than luck. You know, the luck part would be getting those guys to, to join on. You know, that was lucky for us to get them. But, um, you know, we just we just all got along. You know, it's, it's kind of funny. Uh, you know, I'm 36 years old, and I'm, with the exception of, of one of our uh, other co- – you know, I'm the oldest one. You know, I'm, everyone else is younger than me. So we got – you know, our oldest coach I think is 53 or 54 right now. Um, and then I'm 36 and then everybody else is, is, you know, 33 and younger. Um, so, you know, we're, we're, we're a younger group and, but, but we're all experienced. I think we've all, we all either played college football or, or played some sport in college. Um, of the nine coaches I've got, um, all but three of us actually went to Fort Madison high school, which is pretty cool. Uh, so, so, you know, they, they take a lot of pride in what they do and they take a lot of pride in what the kids do. So, uh, you know, that, that was pretty awesome for us to get that. And, and, um, I, I don't know, I really don't know how to explain it. It's just, it's just, we get along well and, and, and have no issues. And, you know, like I said, if we have an issue or, or had something we didn't like, we, we were able to talk about it like adults and, 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 and mature adults at that and, and just work through our problems and, and, and do it all for the betterment of the team. Coach, have you seen that kind of carry over to the kids? I mean, you think by you guys modeling, you know, togetherness, family handling things internally getting things done that way have you seen that carry over to your kids as well yeah we have uh we've seen it a lot more with 
the younger kids um, than with the the seniors. You know, it's always tough coming in yeah, as a, a yeah. new head coach with the senior class. So you know, they're gonna they're gonna have their battles. They want to fight and, and and things like that. But we had a few we had a few guys that really bought in right away and stayed bought in. Uh, but you know, our younger our younger class has a uh, I shouldn't say younger class. Our junior through through freshmen have really done a good job of buying in and really believing in what we're trying to do here. Love it. Yeah, that's 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 awesome, Coach. That from what I've seen, you know, it, it's great when the, when these coaches um, they act uh, in a way they want their kids to act. The the best coaches I've been around, um, the kids start um, acting like their coach does, and so. Like you said, if you can have a, a bunch of coaches gel together, I, I'm sure you're yeah. starting to see that out of your out of your younger kids as well. Yeah, um, definitely. I kind of had a, just a selfish question a little bit as as a young offensive line coach, but um, uh, getting to talk to a to another head coach uh, when you're hiring an offensive line coach, maybe I don't know if you have yet uh, or not, or if you know you obviously had to hire one your first year in. Right. But looking forward, when hiring an offensive line coach, what are what are some of the things that you look for in that interview with an offensive line coach in particular? Sure. You know, for me, I want someone who's going to trust in what we're doing offensively. And, and I want somebody who who is going to be excited and be passionate and, and be um, – I mean – Offensive line obviously is, is such a, a special position because it's five guys playing as one. So they almost need to be a head coach of just that group. Uh, so you know, I, I want I, you know, I'm looking for someone who's got those good leadership qualities, who the kids will will look up to and 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 follow, um, and just you know, somebody who's going to always learn. You know, because like we talked about, the game is always changing. Things are always changing. So somebody who's not going to just say, well, this is the way we're going to do it. I don't care what we do on offense. Um, here, This is what we're going to do, and that's, that's it. You know, I want someone who's going to be adaptable and going to change and going to, and going to do his, his research and his due diligence and, and, and learn and, and make those changes. And, um, and just, you know, they've got, to, they've got to take pride in the position. You can't, you can't take just anybody off the street and coach the offensive line. That's, you know, those, those kids – those kids, they might be they might be big and fat and ugly, but a lot of the times those kids are the smartest ones on the football field, and they'll smell a rat from a mile away. Yes. So you, you know you can't you can't just throw any any Joe Schmo over there, and and uh, you know if if I didn't trust my guy right now coaching the offensive line, he he wouldn't be here. I'd be doing it. Um, and, and you know it was it was definitely tough for me this year as, as a head coach. You know I would always especially during offensive times, I would always kind of gravitate towards the offensive line. Um, that that and, was and, my you know, next question. How, how did you, yeah. how did you, you know, being an offensive line coach your, your whole life, now you're the head coach and you got to take a step back maybe a little bit. How did you yeah. um, balance that? Um, it was tough at times. I had, to, I had to bite my tongue a few times, not because our offensive line coach was doing anything bad or wrong, but I just didn't – I wanted to let him coach. Um, I, yeah. I didn't. I didn't want to go over there and start coaching and doing things. Even though you know we would we would still be coaching the same schemes and the same drills and whatnot. I just didn't want to. I, I wanted to let him coach because those kids needed to, to follow to follow him um, in their you know at their position and what and whatnot. But um, you know he was he's a he's a very very smart coach. He's 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 worked here before. He's very intelligent and uh, and so you know we were able to sort of, you know, like I said, have those side conversations, not when he was doing anything wrong, but just I would go pull him aside and say, hey, think about this drill this week. You know, this is something we've done before. Let's let's try this. And, and he was always very perceptive to that and very open to that. So um, it was it, it was a lot, a lot more, uh, a lot more of a seamless transition than I than I thought. Coach, you, you've talked about interviewing a couple of times I, I'm always I'm always interested in that you know I was a, a head coach a long time ago and obviously I didn't know what the heck I was doing then but I've, I've had a, a lot of chances to kind of think about you know questions I would ask guys you know what are what are some things you like to start off in interviews you know with just a, a couple of ideas maybe things you really want to know about someone to, to begin with what are some of your go-to questions you know I always I mean I always go with the the you know, I like to get the background. I like to find out what they did, where they went, if they played anywhere. And then I just like to find out why they want to coach. 
You know, I, I like, I, I want to know, you know, we don't get in this profession, especially at this level of high school football, we don't get in this profession for the money. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we do this because we love the game. We love the kids. Uh, you know, we love the camaraderie. We, we love the, you know, the, the Friday night life. So I want to know why they're coaching, what, what, their, what their thought process is, why they want to be out there. Um, and then just I, I want to get to know them. You know, the, the, the X's and O's, that will kind of come on its own. You know, we'll, we'll talk a little bit of football through an interview, and we'll, we'll talk a little bit about, um, you know, drills and stuff like that and things they might do. But I just want to know why they're out there and, and, and you know, what their kind of – what their end game is um and and why they're why they're doing it why we're having that conversation so uh you know I, I i'm not i'm not a big guy that is gonna sit there and talk for you know four hours with the guy you know it, i can pretty much i'm a pretty good judge of character i can i can i can get a, a pretty good feel for someone within about five to ten minutes and, and know um kind of what they're what they're going to bring to the table so uh, you know, I just want to know more about why they're there, uh, or, or, you know, at, at the interview and, and what their what their thought process is for, for why being a coach. Do you ever uh, or have you ever – do you do like a group interview or is it always just kind of you? Because I know that was, that was one of the things I'd learned in, in college when they bring, you know, assistant coaches in on defense or assistant coaches on offense, like all the other coaches kind of got to sit in there and get to know the guy. Have you ever done any right. stuff like that? No, so far, so far it's just been me. Um, I haven't, I haven't had anything like that, you know, and, and, and we'll probably, I'm going to, I know I'm going to have to make at least one, one defensive hire this year. I probably will include my defensive coordinator when we do that. Um, just because he, you know, I, I kind of let him call the shots on defense a little bit. He, he, he's sort of that, you know, the head coach of defense, if you want to call it that. Um, so, uh, I'll probably will include him when we have that interview, but, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a lot of the times I'm, I'm looking for guys. I don't usually have a lot of guys that come to me. I'm the one that sort of reach out, reaches out to them because I know, yeah. uh, their experience as a player, I know their experience as a coach. So I'm reaching out to them, seeing if, if, if they want to join our, our, our family a little, you know, so, um, that's, that's been lucky. I've been lucky to, to, to get through some of that, but, um, yeah, I, more often than not, it's just going to be me or one other coach. Uh, well, I, it won't be a group interview because, I mean, truthfully, it's, if I don't feel like they would get along with, with the rest of the staff, they, I probably wouldn't consider them anyways. So I gotcha. wouldn't have them, you know, don't want to don't want to get them to, to meet everybody and then you get that awkward situation. Yeah, you've already kind of vetted them to begin with. Right. Coach, my, my head coach is an offensive lineman. Uh, he played in the NFL and then was an offensive line coach as well, and now he's the head coach. Um, and it's a question I ask him a, a lot, and, and I'd like to ask you as, um, as well, but what are some of the things that you miss about just getting to coach offensive line? <laughs> um, man, it, it's just, uh, you know, truthfully, going out with the guys on like a Wednesday for dinner or uh, – or having them over to my house to watch film on a Saturday morning after a game. Um, just that, that real special bond you can have with, with just the offensive line. Um, that, that's probably the, the biggest thing I miss. Uh, you know, it's, uh, it was always such a, you know, I can, I can remember being at Springfield high school and we, uh, after games, we would always meet on a Saturday morning and I'd always bring them donuts. Um, and it would just be, We'd watch, you know, win, lose, or draw. We would watch the film, and and inevitably we would laugh. You know, we would have a good time. We would make jokes, um, but they also, you know, they learned. You know, they 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 knew their mistakes. They were able to, to to handle it like men. So I think just that, just that little that little special bond you get with the offensive line and offensive line coach. That's that's probably what I miss the most. You know, it's you fun. can't. You it's can't funny you say that. It's funny you say that. That's that's the exact the exact few things that that our my head coach says as well. That um, yeah, just a, a special bond. It really is. You know, there's nothing there's nothing better than that offensive line room. No, nothing at all. No, that's that's exactly right. I mean, being being in there, and then you know, you you talked about Dave a little bit, Harp. I mean, when you'd see some of those guys like we had at Jenks, those guys that would get injured. You know, the 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 trips you'd make to the hospital. 
the, the mm-hmm. hugs you'd have with the, their families. I mean, it was just the whole thing was just one oh, big yeah. camaraderie deal. And it was, it was all, like you said, it was all just all encompassing. I mean, that's what you do miss, I think, big time. Yeah. I coach receivers yeah. now, so, yeah, it's way different. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely that's a little different. So, so moving on from, from coaches and, and now a little more offensive line specific, um, sure. what, are, what are some ways that you guys help prepare your offensive linemen uh, over the off season? I, I know we're kind of um, – I don't know if hamstrung is, is the right word, but you can only um, – in Oklahoma anyways, you can only spend so much time with them in the off season and – um, yeah, for football and, you know, obviously no pads or, or anything like that. So what are some things that you, you like to try to do in the off season to help your, your linemen uh, prepare for the season? Well, you know, I didn't get here until, until after the springtime last year. So we really kind of were, were starting from scratch in the summer. And, and these guys, you know, we, we implemented the spread offense this past season and these guys have been, uh, double single wing for about a decade so you know we were we were teaching all brand new stuff and, and we just kind of started from scratch you know all when I when I was able to do it so I'll, I'll kind of give you my what I did when I was an offensive line coach I would always get them kind of in the springtime and we would just start working steps uh, and we would start working hand placement you know that would be the first easiest thing we can do because you can do that in the weight room uh, and you don't need a football field, you don't need anything. You can just say, you you just need uh, kind of, you know, like a four foot box almost and just say, Hey, get let's, let's work on your stance. Let's work on your, your first step and your second step. And then we would just rep the ever loving crap out of that so much and so much and so much. Uh, and then once, you know, kind of once we were able to get outside and get some, get some, do it some football things. Now, now you can start putting it all together. Now you can start doing it with, uh, uh, you know, an entire defense and with linebackers and with the front seven and, and everything. So, uh, you know, we would always start kind of, you know, when I was coaching offensive line, I would almost treat it like those guys were brand new every season um, and just go, go fresh with them and, and then do it that way. So, uh, you know, that was something that we did at Rossview. Um, you know, I would always bring those guys in uh, for like a Saturday workout and we, we, we do a workout and then work about, you know, an hour, an hour to 90 minutes on just that kind of stuff and, and, and following, you know, running the boards and doing board drills and, 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 you know, obviously not padded or anything like that, but still just steps and getting their feet down and, 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 and being fast and getting out of their stance and things like that. So, uh, you know, that's, that's the easiest thing you can do is just, because like I said, you can do that anywhere. You don't need to be on a football field for that. Um, and that's so important for, for especially a high school kid, you know, their, their stance because, you know that I tell them all the time. I always tell my offensive line, your stance should be the same. You know, the first play of the season as it is the last play of the season. But some of those guys, they got some messed up stances that change at the drop of a hat. So, sure, they do. Um, so as as long as you know, as long as we can kind of get that stuff going and get that stuff worked, um, you know, then then now once you get that out of the way, now you can actually start coaching the 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 nuts and bolts of it. Um, of your offense, whatever it might be. When you're talking about stance, um, just kind of a general question I normally have, but how much wiggle room do you have for, for certain offense alignment in their stance? Obviously, um, you've got a, a certain way you want it, but there's some kids that are built, you know, maybe a little different than other kids. How much right. wiggle room is there for, for you in, in your idea of a stance and how much of it is ironclad? This is definitely what we want. I want to see you guys do. No, I – I give, I give them a lot of wiggle room at first, you know, especially kind of when we're, we're building up. So I'll let them, I'll tell them, be comfortable. You know, if you don't like this, uh, be comfortable. And that was, you know, I, I've always been a guy that, you know, if, you know, if you're a right tackle, your right hand goes down. If you're a left tackle, your left hand goes down and, and your left foot's back or your right foot's back. So I've always, I've always been like such a big stickler for that. And I tried to do it for guards too. Well, I went uh, two years ago to a Glazer clinic and heard the uh, the offensive line coach from Delta State talk, and he kind of said, piss on that. Um, you know, he still tries to get a good stagger for his tackles, but he let his guards um, have their feet parallel and put whatever hand they wanted to down. So, you know, I kind of I took that my last year at Rossview, and, and uh, you know, we had great success with that. And um, I just I, – I told my guards, I said, be comfortable, guys. 
Uh, you know, you don't, I'm not, I'm not looking at your stance doesn't have to be, um, you don't, you know, we had an offensive lineman at Rossi who was 5'11", 190 pounds. You know, I'm not, I'm not counting on him to be in the same stance as that six foot four, 310 pound kid from Notre Dame. You know, I'm going to, you know, his stance, he almost looked like he was taking a dump. You know, his, his feet were on his ankles and, and, sure. uh, and it was ugly, but it was effective and he was comfortable with it and he got the job done and I didn't, I didn't mess with it. You know, I could have messed with it and, and changed it around and, and, and tried to make him look, look like a, an offensive lineman stance, but I, I let him kind of do his thing and, and it, he thrived like that. Um, so, uh, you know, I, when you get, when you get to like the college level, yeah, now you can, now you can worry about making sure they have that perfect stance, but you know, for us, as long as they're comfortable and as long as they're able to do everything that we're asking them to do, um, you know, in your offense, I'm okay with them having a little bit of, bit of wiggle room and changing it up every now and again you know all about, now, all about results man exactly and, and now with that being said now if they if they change it like i said before that stance better be the same day one as it is day whatever but you know once they figure it out but you know they can play with it to figure out what they want to be in too that's really interesting i, I like that i think i saw i think i saw florida state maybe uh one of their guards their their uh had the opposite hand down. I don't think I'd ever seen that before. So it's interesting you said that. Um, I've also yeah. – I, I got to go to uh, University of Texas this offseason or yeah. last offseason, and um, they were actually teaching their guards, which I'd always heard as a sin, basically. Um, he was – the guard was setting inside towards the center to pass pro against a nose, and they were actually dropping their inside foot, and they were working on dropping their inside foot. So uh, it's something I had never heard. And, again, I had heard oh. of – was a sin, but, um, you know, you yeah. some of these other coaches doing it and makes you start kind of thinking, you know, that maybe, maybe there isn't any set rules of, of ways to do things. Right. Right. I mean, you, you know, you're going to have, there's a few things where obviously, you know, you, you don't want to have their inside foot staggered back, obviously in their stance and, you know, some basic things like that, but I mean, shoot, there's, I mean, there's, I mean, look, I mean, look at, just look at like offensive line coaches who coach inside zone. There's some coaches that tell tell them they can't run inside zone without taking a drop step. There's some coaches that say you can't run inside zone without taking a, a lateral step. There's some guys that say you can't run inside zone with, without taking an upfield step. Right. So, so I think it's it whatever whatever works the best for them. And and like you said, if they're getting results from it, then don't don't if it's not broke, don't fix it. That uh, I love that you said that and and touched on inside zone about that. Um, I actually I had four. Uh, separate offensive line coaches when I was uh, in college when I when I played college football we had four different offensive line coaches and you're exactly yeah. right we if, every single year they had a different way with that first step that we should we should be doing inside zone and and they fully believed it and um, that was that was my first um, baptism I guess into that that world of yeah. there's there's 8,000 different ways to do the same thing and as long as yeah. you buy-in and everyone's doing it and you know there's a million different ways a thing can work yeah exactly exactly coach Schiff you said uh, I know in some of the other deals you know you had a smaller offensive lineman obviously size isn't going to be the most important thing to you what what do you think are the most important attributes to develop in an offensive lineman then um well I played offensive line in college I played I played offensive lineman at, at you know a d3 school but I was my junior year, I think I played offensive line at about 190 pounds. Um, so, you know, I was not ever going to out-muscle anybody, but I was able to out-quick out them and have good technique. And I think if, it, you know, an offensive lineman that's got great technique and is quicker off the ball than a defensive lineman is going to win that battle nine times out of ten, especially at our level, you know, especially at high school where – um, you know, a 190-pound offensive lineman is more than likely going against a 225-pound defensive lineman. You know, um, so yeah. I, I think I think speed and, and speed, quickness, and technique. Uh, you know, though, and obviously speed and quickness are kind of in the same boat. But uh, and, and technique that that that's going to be you're going to have a successful offensive lineman if you have those two two qualities. Um, and then just effort. You know, effort effort is going to to win in the end uh and, and you know that's that's one of those things that you know you should take pride as an offensive lineman and having great effort so um 
I think I think those attributes are are kind of the, what what's most important. Now, look, let's be honest. If you're six four two ninety and you have speed, technique, and effort, well, <laughs> you're you're special. You're a freaking unicorn. You need to enjoy your D one scholarship. Um, yep. Not everybody's got that. So, um, you know, you can can't coach size, but you can coach technique and and, and quickness and effort. I love that you said that. I don't think I hear that nearly enough out of, out of offensive line coaches when you hit on effort. Um, you know, it seems like there's a lot of offensive line coaches out there that, in my opinion, don't just allow their kids to be lazy for no reason. And like you said, it yeah. doesn't matter if you've got a 5'9", 150-pound kid or a 6'6", 300-pound kid, you can still get full maximum fanatical effort from that kid. And and it's yeah. kind of a benchmark for that coach. You, you may not have the best, strongest offensive line, but you can at least get effort out uh, from those guys. Uh, you also talked about technique uh, and having great technique as a smaller offensive lineman. Uh, I'm kind of curious if you've seen this correlation, but I've kind of seen a correlation in coaches that um, maybe were undersized in college uh, but still get to play some college football. Um, yeah. It seems like they sometimes make better coaches because they did have to give great effort and learn perfect technique. And that, and that kind of seems to me to translate into their coaching career. Yeah. I, I mean, it, you know, it is, you know, we're, we're, we're kind of us smaller guys. We're kind of the underdog, you know, so we, we have to, you know, that's, we have to work, we have to outwork our opponents. You know, and that's that's kind of you know I, I never really thought of that correlation, but but you know you're 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 not wrong. Um, you know we've got to outwork everybody. We've got to outwork our, our our opposition. We've got to outwork our teammates who might be you know trying for your for your position. You know we've got to outwork everybody because we don't have those physical skills like the other guys have. So uh, you know it, it, it's it's important for us to to have that work ethic, and and you know that's you know that's kind of jumping off topic a little bit that's probably one of the best compliments I've ever gotten from uh, a guy I worked for um you know he told me I was the hardest worker he ever had and, and that's you know that that that's kind of one of those things that that will always sort of make me proud I guess of my own coaching uh experiences is having him say that you know this is a guy who played major college football uh played in the NFL you know, just won a state championship um, in Georgia. So, you know, having him tell me that, you know, that was kind of – that was one of those things that I really, really am proud of. And, and, and you know, that's – I don't know. That's kind of what we what we do, us, us small little guys. We got we to gotta outwork the other guys. So. I, I think it carries over to me. You look at you look at almost all the sports, Harper. I mean, you make a good point there. There's, there's very few head coaches, guys, who have been, you know, super successful players – who went yeah. on to be really, really good head coaches. I mean, there's not, not a lot of guys who are in the, the Hall of Fame for both, you know. So, I mean, I think there's right. a, a tremendous correlation. I mean, those guys had to learn how to be good teammates. Those guys had to learn how to work. Those guys are usually more, more appreciative of, of certain things. So, I think that's a really, really good point you made. Well, uh, uh, Coach, uh, my, last, my last few things, and, again, just kind of selfish reasons to ask, um, but sure. uh, obviously you guys uh, – you know, went through the season this year. What was your uh, what was your guys' best uh, best thing you did in the run game this year? Um, my, you know, I I know a lot of coaches get into uh, pass game and, and different things like that, which is which is good too. But um, I, I get more interested in run game and, and different schemes and things like that. So what what was kind of your bread and butter, or what did you guys do best this year with with the offensive line that you had uh, in the run game? Right. Right. You know, truthfully for us, uh, you know, I, I love inside zone. I, you know, we ran power pretty well, but, but it, it, yeah, it got to be, you know, we kind of had some injuries on the offensive line and sort of had to make some changes here and there at a few spots. Um, and we ran, you know, we were lucky enough to have a great running back this year. Um, you know, he rushed for a, a, a school record. He was over 1300 yards, you know, made all state, um, was a was a local newspaper offensive player of the year so we you know it we had some good blocks for him but you know i'm 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 honest with myself he did a, made a lot of stuff on his own too but you know we were able to get to run zone pretty well and just let him sort of pick his spot and hit it um and you know one of the one of the things we actually did um pretty well was you know we'd have our h back and run almost a split zone look 
where we, you know, the offensive line would go one way, the H back would go the, or the, our super back would go the opposite way. Um, and our, our tailback would just kind of pick a spot and, and run. Um, but, you know, I'm, I get in arguments with I got I got a really good buddy of mine who coaches in Illinois, um, and you know he's I think the team he's on they just won their seventh state title in eight years, and we get into just huge arguments about can you run inside zone with small offensive linemen, and I maintain that yes you can because I we've done it we've had it uh, before at many different places so um, I'm always going to be kind of a zone first kind of guy um, I, I don't get me wrong I love power. Um, if you've got a war daddy who can kick out that place side defensive end, um, you know, run it till the cows come home. But, you know, if you look at my, my kind of experience and our, our play calls, we, we ran a lot of zone this year and, and had a lot of success with it. So, um, that, that, that would probably be our better bread and butter. And, and, you know, the game has changed so much. The game's evolved so much that now you can do so many different things off of inside zone and you can throw RPOs and you can throw play action and you can boot the quarterback and you can, you know, throw your bubbles and throw your now screens and do all that kind of stuff. So it, it just opens up everything for, for your offense, in my opinion. Coach, are you guys strictly inside zone or do you, are you guys folding anything backside, pinning and pulling a guy every now and again to split the front? I mean, what are some change-ups you guys have? Are you guys pretty pretty strict, you know, double teams, staying on your tracks, working combos, right. all that? We, we, we're pretty heavy on that. We didn't do a lot of that stuff this year. You know, we're, we're kind of we're, – we're sort of, I guess if you want to call it bread and butter zone, you know, we're gonna, or bread and butter spread. We're going to run zone, power, and counter. Uh, you know, we're going to run it a lot. Um, you know, I've, I've, I've done both of those things. You know, that's kind of the beauty of my coaching experience. I've, I've gotten to coach a ton of different offenses. Um, you know, we did a lot when I was at uh, Springfield High School, we did a lot of outside zone. Um, you know, when I was at Rossview my first year, we tried to run a lot of buck sweep, um, you know, still, you know, spread stuff. Um, and then, yeah. you know, the last couple, you know, uh, my second shoot, my last year at Rossview, we ran power. I, truthfully, we probably ran power. 85% of our run game. And, uh, it, you know, it was effective. We were able to do it. Um, and then this past year, you know, we kind of kind of didn't really change up too much, got away from some things I didn't want to get away from, but that was more personnel packages and sort of game situations and stuff. Um, but uh, no, we're, we're pretty, we're pretty basic in our zone. You know, we're going to send that backside tackle up to the, the backside linebacker and, and work our paths and, and get get two double teams hopefully, and and um, and uh, just stay on our course, and and you know play with our eyes and our hands and our and, and our mouths, and and uh, and just let our running back kind of get his spot and and see where he can go. Love it. I've I've always been a big inside zone guy too. I mean the the, the two plays that I kind of had learned from from well Denver Johnson at, at Tulsa. I mean the first thing he said, you know, Bill Blankship, the head coach, we want to be the best inside zone team in America. So I kind of got a basically a two-month indoctrination and inside zone. I think that's always kind of one of the places you start. And then the second play was always power. So it's good to hear, man. Yeah, Coach, uh, going into the offseason, I'm sure you're going out uh, now in an offseason as a head coach instead of as an offensive line coach, and you're going to clinics and and different things to learn. Um, I'm sure different than you've been wanting to learn in your past as an assistant coach. Um, just kind of curious, uh, what are you looking for this off season to learn or research or, or where are some, some places you're obviously going to, to Memphis for the hog football cha- right. uh, um, clinic, but, but where else are you, are you looking to go and, and what are you looking to find this off season? You know, we're, we're going to go as a staff, we're going to go to the St. Louis Glazier clinic. Um, that's kind of the, our big one. We're going to go, we're going to go to, um, and you know, I'm not, I don't, I don't know if I'm necessarily looking for, for anything, you know, I, I always tell my buddy, you know, if you can go to a clinic and take back one thing, it was yeah. a successful clinic. Um, so I'm not necessarily looking for one thing in particular. I'm just looking for things that, that we can implement in our program, whether it is program building, um, you know, or something that will fit into our offensive scheme or something that will fit into our defensive scheme, you know? So I, I'm not, I don't have, a set, 
hey, this is what we're going to do. This is what this is. We're, I want everybody in this meeting. I want everybody to be at this this speaker. You know, I kind of want those guys to go out and, and branch off to themselves and and listen to their own things because, you know, I want to hear what they have to say. I want to hear what they think we can do. I want to hear what what they think maybe. Hey, let's remember how we did this last year. Let's let's scrap that and let's think about maybe trying this. Um, and so, you know, that, that, that's big for me at the clinics. Um, we're, we're, as of right now, I shouldn't say a problem, but our, we have a ton of coaches that do a lot of other sports. So being in Iowa, it's wrestling state. So a, a lot of my yeah. assistant coaches are busy with wrestling until, you know, essentially they'll, they'll finish wrestling season the week before the Glazer clinic. So, uh, you know, that'll be the first one we go to. And, and then, um, you know, we've got a couple, actually, we've got a couple local colleges around here that, that I'm going to try to get, uh, get a couple guys down to a spring practice or two, um, to listen to some, some things. And, um, and just, I, I just want to hear stuff <laughs> as silly as that sounds. I just, I just want to hear, you know, what they do that they run well or, or what works for them and, and just try to, like I said, take things that we can implement into our own program. Coach, are they, are they pretty good about giving you guys professional days to, uh, to go do that stuff? Because I know the school I'm at up here, they, uh, they will not give us professional leave for athletic stuff. How do they do that at Fort Madison? I, I don't ask questions like that. Come on now. Don't, don't put me on the, on the, under the gun like that. <laughs> um, I, just, I filled out the paperwork for professional development, and they approved it. So that's all that I care about. Um, I, awesome. I, do know that I, yeah, I do know that I think they've made – they've made some budgeting issue, not issues, but they've made some budgeting changes recently. So I, I think next year's Glacier clinic, we might have to figure out how to pay for it. Not, not necessarily in a, uh, they won't pay for it, but maybe a different way, maybe a different, you know, some, something along those lines. But, um, as far as right now, we've, we've had no issues and have no problems. So we're, uh, we're, we're in the clear. Well, the, re the reason I ask, I mean, just, just because, I mean, I, and you would agree with it, I think, you know, your coaches make a lot of your best teachers. And if, and oh, if, your, yeah. co if your, your coaches are happy, your coaches are going to, to learn new things, they're finding things that are going to help, you know, athletes who are also students out. I mean, to, to me, it, sh it should make a, a lot of sense. So, I mean, it's kind of one of the things you, you like to be able to, to fight for, and it's good that you have an administration that believes in that. Yeah, definitely, definitely. You know, it, it, it you know, like you said, we're all at this, especially at this level where we're majority of us are teachers first, you know, that we're, we're, we're teachers and, and our, our side job, I guess, is coaching. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah, as long as, yeah, it's good to have an administration that, that allows us to, to, um, to do that and to uh, kind of branch out and, and get some learning done. Well, coach, uh, I, I really do appreciate it, man. I, I got a ton out of it uh, tonight. Uh, sorry to keep you on here for so long, uh, but, no, but there's good. just so much, man, that, that, that I, I would try to learn from, um, you know, everybody. But it, it's been really just a pleasure, and it's been awesome having you uh, take an hour out of your day. I know you're busy, but take an hour out to talk some football with us. Yeah, yeah. I, I, mean, I appreciate you guys having me on. You know, it's great. Um, you know, I sometimes – I, I forget sometimes that when I get in kind of a comfortable situation, I can, I can talk my freaking mouth off. So um, <laughs> it's, it's been, it's been fun for sure. So um, I appreciate it. It's been, it's been great. Harper, you're not going to ask him your, your favorite question. Well, he, he kind of already answered it, but um, I, I'll ask it. I'll ask him again. Uh, the one I ask everybody, but um, uh, you talked about effort and technique, but um, right. What what are when you're watching another team's offensive line? Uh, what what would they do or what would they execute that would make you think highly of that offensive line coach? Um, their effort, truthfully, you know, if they're if they're finishing their blocks, um, you know how how they move. You know, we we play uh, we play Washington High School, um, and and their offensive line does a freaking tremendous job getting downfield finishing their blocks. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I, I like to see, I like to see those guys. I like to see the big guys in space. You know, I like to see when, when they get that 280 pound guy pulling around the end, uh, you know, leading up on, on a, on a, on an outside zone play or something. So, so just, 
I like to watch that. I like to watch, you know, because like I said, you can't, you can't teach the size. You can't teach the, the kids that are, you know, you don't get the, you don't get to pick who's gigantic or not. Um, right. But you can, you know, you can teach the other stuff. So I like, I like to watch their efforts still um, and just how they, how they finish their plays and finish their blocks. Awesome. Co- Coach, dude, it's been great getting to meet you, man. And finally, finally hear your voice, man. And not just seeing, you know, yeah. 140 characters or 280 characters, <laughs> whatever it is now. But uh, it's been right. a joy, man. We've we've learned a ton. So appreciate you taking right. your time, man. Awesome, guys. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Yep. Thanks, Coach. That's going to do it for this episode of Run the Power. I want to give another huge thank you to our sponsor, Team Attack Academy. Go check them out at their website, teamattackacademy.com. You can Google that or see it in the show notes. Help us out by rating our podcast in the Apple Podcast app. Also, if you have any topics or any questions you would like us to discuss in the next podcast, Simply rate our podcast and then leave a comment in the writer review section of the podcast app. Review the podcast really quick for us, then leave us your question or topic, and we'll answer it on the next podcast. This will help our podcast rating as well as allow us to answer the questions you all want answered. Make sure and go check out my blog about offensive line play at olineindustries.wordpress.com and follow me on Twitter at Harper underscore coat. Also, go follow Coach Walls' blog at ballcoachdevelopment.wordpress.com and follow him on Twitter at Coach Brady Walls. Talk to you guys soon.